welcome to another episode of Shay's Pretty Skinny. Of course, I'm Shay, and today we're doing everything except keeping it cute about selfishness. Yes, hot topic, hot topic, hot topic. And let me tell you how I came about. Um, I was scrolling the other day on some reels, and I ran into Candace Owens doing a reaction video um, to a young lady. And the young lady was sharing some things about her life. Um, she went out to a concert, she came home late, you know, and she was just saying that there's a lot of things that she's been able to do because she doesn't have the responsibility of a partner at this time or any children, right? So there's times when she can sleep in or she doesn't have to worry about this or doesn't have to worry about that because those are not part of her, a husband or children are not part of her responsibility. Well, I was surprised by the reaction because Candace then, um, states that you know anyone who's saying that they don't want to have children and they're bragging about the benefits of not having children they're selfish right it took me off guard because it just seems funny to me there's a lot of um critique <laughs> chastisement about individuals who who don't raise their children in a way that society sees fit right they may do something different or they're not gentle enough or whatever the case may be right so you're gonna get some type of flack for that um you're gonna get flack if you have children and you express that it's difficult and you know you're not sure how you're gonna keep moving forward with the responsibility then you're gonna get attacked for that so I don't understand why someone who's being accountable to the responsibilities that they want to hold. So it's like, hey, this is what I want to be responsible for. I don't want to be worried about this or that, or I don't want this as part of my uh, responsibilities in life. I don't understand how that makes anyone selfish. And if we're thinking about, um, you know, you want to go into the conspiracy theories or whatever you want to call it, aren't we overpopulated allegedly? So these people are heroes okay they're not adding to this problem that has been pointed out to us so i'm still very confused about that and it's not like she's going around being mean to others she's doing the very same thing that everyone else is doing if you think it's great to have a family you're on the platform saying that right and either being praised or villainized for it the same thing that's happening with her this is a look into her life and this is why she's able to do those things in her mind. If she had a husband or children, she may not have the freedom to do those things. And so at this time, it's not what she's choosing. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. It doesn't mean that she doesn't, I don't know, serve soup at the soup kitchen, help out with the homeless, you know, um, do charity things with her church. It doesn't mean that she doesn't connect with others or reach out to them. It just simply means she does not want to have the responsibility of children at this time or there's some benefits uh to her life because you know if I want to stay out all night I either got to get up for work in the morning and I'm willing to do that or I have to call off or maybe have to get up to do this or do that but for her that's not a worry now I'm tend I tend to think that maybe it struck a bone of contention <laughs> usually the activities that are described by this young lady some people would classify as you know oh you're still for the streets right like if you want to hang out with your friends uh do some happy hour travel around you know you're for the streets so then in that case maybe candace is having like a little side eye to her street life but i'm just playing <laughs> It was just, it was very shocking for me 
to hear Candace say that. I just didn't think it would be an opinion that she would have. I thought she would be applauding the lady for her choices or, you know, for knowing that she doesn't want that responsibility because otherwise the internet is going to come for her. And when we talk about being influencers and things like that, even though I know that's a term that's being used now, there have always been influencers, right? It was always the people in the media, always the people with fame, always the people with celebrity, just now influencers don't always have celebrity or fame right um models are also influencers it's why celebrities get free things because they're gonna try it out they're gonna wear it and then they're gonna advertise it say all the good things anybody who's um aspiring to be like the individual or live the lifestyle that the individual lives they're gonna buy things or do things that resonate with that then when you start talking about the law of attraction, it definitely is going to draw some people in that way, right? Um, they'll, they'll try to assimilate with the life, so it, it works very well. But influencing is just not a new thing. It's just that we weren't used to our neighbors being able to be influencers as well. And that's what the internet is doing for us, right? Just giving access to more people who are like us, who may not be an actor or a model or a singer or a dancer, right? They're just a person who applies wigs really well and makes makes good fashion choices, does makeup very well, um, struggling with a health concern and trying things to make it better, making progress with some type of health concern, resolving some type of um, problem or making something easier for someone, sharing tips and tricks, uh, arts and crafts, right? All of that, all of that. So everybody's in on the mix. Um, You'll notice that when I say YouTubers, they don't say celebrity, they say YouTubers. But many celebrities, when uh, we were in the pandemic, right, and things were going on with that, became what? YouTubers. They started shows on YouTube um, to be able to still have an outlet to be seen. So influencing is something that has always been around, and I am convinced it will always be around. I don't think that we'll ever get away from... Um, the point of influencing they say word of mouth is the best form of advertisement and so social media is a great network of advertisement um, that's how the machine was built so when you use the machine the way it's meant to be used you're definitely going to get the benefit that it's supposed to give you right but we're outside of that now now we're at a point of attacking people's personal choices um, and judging it as to whether it's a good idea or a bad idea. And when we talk about selfishness, I think it's important for us to understand that most of the time we think of something where um, a person has taken advantage of others or of their situation for a personal gain, right? Um, also, it could be, well, this is where entitlement enters the chat. So it, it's like feeling entitled because of this or that, because of your talents, um, because of your abilities, because of your accomplishments, right? So it could teeter the line with that. But that's not the kind of selfishness that I'm talking about today. When I talk about ways that you need to be selfish and ways that you should be selfish, I think we're going to cover about seven of those, six or seven. Um, it's not about taking advantage of others or... Um, increasing your situation while decreasing another. It's definitely not about that. This solely just involves you, right? So 
I think a great way to be selfish is with self-love. Sometimes when people hear it, they think of love like I love my spouse or I'm falling in love with this individual what you might feel for an intimate partner but there's very there's many different aspects of love there's the love that you have for your family right there's a love that you have for a creator or for a higher being for the environment that you're around there's a love that you have for an intimate partner um there's a love that you have for a friend who's not related to you um agape Uh, with the collective right people that you may not even know but you resonate with and you resonate with a certain energy so there's all different kinds of aspects of love and in this way we're not talking about an intimate um loving yourself although some people would argue that it could be added into (laughs) this section let me stop but the self-love that i'm talking about today is caring enough about yourself to take care of your needs whether that be health concerns uh whether that be like anxiety when i say mental health i'm not just talking about a diagnosis out of the dsm right whatever version you want to talk about i think we should be in six by now but um I'm not talking about just that. I'm talking about acute things that happen when your stress level increases, um, when your mood is down because something happened, an adverse situation happened, um, when you're fatigued, when you can't focus. Those are also things that you can address as far as like mental health and keeping up your focus. So it doesn't have to just be about a mental health diagnosis, okay? Um, Mental health is for everyone and it definitely matters. So acknowledging when you do a good job, um, supporting yourself and forgiving yourself are great ways that you could show yourself love, that self-love. You can't be afraid to incorporate fun, right? Because sometimes we can see that as a punishment. I haven't accomplished this goal, so I don't need to do this. Overindulgence is something that we have to manage. But we tend to not think of overindulgence. We just cut out participation altogether. So I think it's more about overindulgence, though, is what we should be more concerned with. There needs to be a balance of work and play. There needs to be a balance of um, isolation and then the connections that you are nurturing and fostering as well. You want to have a balance with that. Some of us, I don't know about everyone else, but me, I can definitely be an intro extrovert where like I'm out, I'm interacting with everyone. But I do have moments where I like to withdraw and just kind of recharge a little bit and do my self-love, self-care, which might be reading a book or studying up on the subject that that I'm concerned with in my life or going for a walk in the park or going to the spa or checking in with the therapist. Um, There's all types of things you could do for self-care and it definitely doesn't have to be about shopping and spending money or anything of that sort. Even if you decide to cook yourself a great meal you know something that's gonna to feed your brain feed your body that self-love part of your self-care in that self-love right so that's one way to be selfish is focusing on your self-love and making sure that you're putting time aside to do that okay well I already kind of led into self-care so self-care is a part of self-love And it's about doing things um, to keep making improvements and maintaining a good balance in life. Like we're pretty good at nurturing others, but when it comes to ourselves, 
we've definitely been conditioned to think that sacrificing of ourselves for the needs of another individual is high priority. The, the thing that worries me about that is how many sacrifices can you make until you have nothing to give? So it's very important to maintain balance because in order to sacrifice, you have to have something to give, right? So that's why it's important to do your self-care because if you're not full, it's difficult to extend to others, okay? So it's basically, I'm taking care of myself so that I can be involved and, and maintain healthy relationships with those that I choose, um, it could be self-care. We talked about a couple of things, which is the spa and those things as well. But you could do journaling, um, attending workshops. You can also commit to body movement. I don't like to say exercise too much. Everybody has a different opinion of what they think exercise is. And then everybody's in a different space. But I think committing to body movement um that's important right for you to get up and get around whether you decide i'm going to go up and down these stairs a couple of times i'm going to walk to the mailbox three times a day whatever it is just having somebody movement and the more that you move the more that you want to move because you'll see how good that it makes your body feel and it, it gets everything working again so I think that's a good way of self-care as well and something that doesn't have to cost money. When we think about body movement, a lot of times it's about going to the gym, right? Forget the New Year's resolutions. You can, you can start something anytime. You don't need to wait for a new year, right? You can stop anything at any time too. But the self-care part and in this way, you want to make sure that it's fortifying you, that it's building you up, that it's something that you actually enjoy, Okay. Um, and that makes you feel good. So self-care is not about running errands, <laughs> even though that's important, right? To take care of your responsibilities, that's more like self-management. And that's a great way to be selfish as well, right? So we got self-love as one, self-care, and then self-management is important too. And being dependent on others, in some cases, it may be necessary for you to be dependent 100% on someone, right? Maybe your physical ability is not there. So you have to be 100% dependent on, some, on someone. But if you do have the ability to do things for yourself, then why wouldn't you want to do those things, right? So if you're perfectly capable of taking care of all of your needs, then what stops you from doing that? You have to ask yourself that, right? Why are you choosing not to do it? And be honest about it because that can be very difficult for us. Um, Self-management, it just basically means that you're taking care of your needs yourself. And if you don't know how to take care of it or if you need assistance, then you ask for help. Goodness gracious, that's the part of self-management that really gets me caught up because I do not like asking for help, right? And it just has to do with a lot of like childhood things and um, being conditioned to think that if you ask for help, then you're a weak person. You're not a person who's strong and solid and put together. So I hate when I'm at a point that I have to ask for help. But every time that I have, it's been so beneficial to my situation. So that's part of self-management as well. Asking for help and taking care of your needs in that way and advocating for yourself. If you don't know how to advocate for yourself, then learning how to do that, right? 
And if you're not able to advocate for yourself, but you can make choices, then being heavily involved in your situation and what's going on, right? Because managing yourself, it gives you this sense of responsibility because you're holding yourself accountable, right? There's not anybody um, holding your hand, checking you. It's you checking you. This is what I want. And this is what I've done to achieve those things. These are the actions that I've taken. Um, This is the plan that I have, right? So then when those things are accomplished and the little milestones that are happening, it gives you this boost of confidence, right? To continue and to feel like I'm doing something good for me, right? This is the vision that I talk about a mental picture sometimes. So this is the mental picture that I have and I've completed these things that contribute to that mental picture. So um, this feeling of reward is something that comes out of self-management and it's okay to have a reward. We tend to punish ourselves a lot and point out all the things that are not going well, but we don't give that same amount of attention to the things that are going well and the things that we are making progress with. So I talk about that a lot. Like, give it the same attention. At first, it's hard to stop giving the negative things attention. So I challenge you to give the positive things the same amount of attention you're giving the negative things. Okay? Um, And in that way, we could start talking about self-respect, right? That's a really good... um, way to be selfish as well because you teach people how to treat you and I know a lot of people say that think about it somebody buys you a gift right and they surprise you with something most of the time they're gonna say something like I noticed this or I saw you had this or you're always doing this or you're always wearing that so they're watching the patterns in your behavior what you buy for yourself how you treat yourself the things that you like to do right And then when someone wants you to feel appreciated or they want you to feel loved, they want you to feel recognized, what do they do? They get you something that you would like, right? They they take you on an experience that you would enjoy. They do something that will get your emotions involved and you will be pleased with that activity. Most people don't get you a gift that they like, right? Because it's not for them. And so if they're not seeing the things that you like, they may ask you because they can't see it, right? So that's what that means by, for me, the self-love, self-respect, treat yourself the way that you want people to treat you and give yourself the things that you want people to give you, whether it's that environment that you're cultivating for yourself, whether it's the life experience, you know? So those things should be consistent. I find it a disrespect For someone to be asking another individual for something that they wouldn't provide for themselves. So, and I'm going to keep it real simple on that. It's a nuisance to me. If I would not take myself to a steakhouse to eat steak on any given day for any celebration or special occasion, then I would not ask anyone else to take me to that place. Because obviously, I don't like steakhouses, right? So I would not require that from anyone. But if that's something that I normally eat to me that's not out of the the ordinary to each their own though that's just my philosophy to that but you definitely teach people how to treat you right so self-respect is how you present yourself and your surroundings as well we forget that sometimes um it revolves around how you feel okay about the choices that you're making as well because when you're making choices that feel good to you and that feel right for your mental picture you feel good about yourself, right? You feel like this reward in life. So 
piling up on a bunch of right decisions in your corner is definitely going to increase the amount of respect that you have for yourself. You know, it's like, I can, I can do this. This is my life and I can direct it. I can make, I can be good on my word, right? I can make a promise on myself to myself and make good on that promise. I can do that, right? I could see something that I want to achieve and I can make the steps to do that and I can follow those steps and achieve those things. Boundaries are also going to come into the chat here, okay? When we're talking about self-respect. Setting boundaries and um, knowing what doesn't resonate for you helps keep your self-respect balanced and intact as well. We continually sacrifice our values or desires just so that we can accommodate others because it's the right thing to do or the nice thing to do, especially if we feel like we might be in a better position than the other individual. And I don't mean that financially all the time either. Sometimes emotionally, we feel like, you know, I can take on this stress. I can take on this burden. And then we will do that for an individual, right? But how is that helping that individual? Because the lesson is theirs, right? To figure out how to maneuver that energy and how to... Um, conquer that obstacle so while we can lend assistance actually taking the burden right may not be helpful especially if that's happening time and time again but each situation is different it has to be evaluated that way again that's why setting boundaries are going to be important because then you're able to take a look and say hey i think boundaries are being crossed here and the part that some people miss is the communication. That's where that word ghosting comes from. Um, I think it's about being confrontational too, you know? You don't wanna be confrontational. You don't want them to be hurt, but you still need this boundary to be put in place. So I think open communication um, is a good idea. I think it's easier, maybe it's more difficult, but for me, it's easier to have open communication with someone that I know very well because I know how to handle them. I know what words to choose. And I know how to walk into the conversation with someone that I don't know as well. I'm not sure how my words, you know, are going to be received. But what I want to do is create a space where there's a response or a rebuttal that's allowed so that that person can tell me how they're receiving the information or how does it change what they're going to do in the future or how we will interact in the future or even their displeasure with the boundary that I'm speaking of. I think that's important. Um, we, and I think boundaries can sometimes come off as a little bit off-putting because it seems like we list all these things that we're not going to tolerate or we can't do or we will not do, right? But you could switch the mood easily with just sharing what you're able to do and to contribute. Like, this is what I have available. This is how I can support the relationship. This is how I can show up in this environment. Like, this is this is what I have. So this is what I have to for you to use, right? And I don't mean it in that way as I'm using people, but this is what I have that's a benefit. Um, and then people look at that as, okay, well, my choices are open. Maybe I have multiple actions, maybe, you know, but it looks like choices more than a cutting off. And there could be a more positive outlook um, regarding a resolution in the future as well. Um, at the end of the day, if we didn't need each other, there wouldn't um, be that term failure to thrive, right? So I don't know if you're familiar with that, but a baby who's not being held and has no interaction is least likely to survive than a baby who is being comforted and 
someone's interacting with them and being affectionate with them okay it's called failure to thrive so it's not just food alone and if that's important for a baby why would it still not be important for us as adults as well right i mean obviously the word lonely would not exist so with self-respect we get to set those boundaries and have healthier relationships have more quality relationships as well and talk about that um and i think that so what did we talk about we talked about self-love we talked about self-care we talked about self-management we talked about self-respect what else oh self-esteem right let's go right into self-esteem that's the way that you need to be selfish it's definitely the esteem of yourself <laughs> like cat williams said right how can anybody mess that up but people could take chips at you right chip it away chip it away and say things or do things that make you question is what i think about myself is the evidence there right is this real where's the evidence that i am this person so self-esteem it just means having confidence in your abilities right when you have confidence at least you feeling like you're worthy of happiness like you deserve things okay even if people are saying that, oh, you're not going to be successful or, you know, they have other negative comments for you. There's an ability for you to train yourself to identify those negative comments and dismiss it, right? When you have self-esteem. When your self-esteem is low, you have a tendency to adopt those negative comments and live them and manifest them in your life, right? When, because, uh-oh, I think that's my drink. I think it's because we haven't taken the time to look at the receipts, right? That's not the only receipt. Have a moment of reflection and then be able to be honest with yourself. Is this person calling me out and helping me take a look and reflect? Or is this person projecting, right? So I think that's very important. Um, when you reflect on your accomplishments and talents, and you're communicating that to other people, some people get that confused with arrogance, okay? But arrogance carries this, this air of entitlement again, okay? When we talk about that selfishness, it's entitlement because of your accomplishments or because of your talents. And so there's nothing wrong with saying what you're good at, okay? Arrogance, it does a lot more press. When I say press, like uh, media uh, announcement, right? So arrogance is more press than action. Even if the actions are effective, right? So even if somebody's a good engineer, they're a good engineer. But they do more talking about it <laughs> than the engineering, and it could be at inappropriate times, right? Like maybe someone else is telling a story and they're interjecting about, oh, by the way, well, that's it's not your moment. They're always trying to steal the show, right? And the reason that's happening is because there needs to be a feeling of a better or um, more successful, you know? Success is often in our material things and money and things of that sort, rather than knowing ourselves. That should be part of success as well. Knowing ourselves, our values, maintaining our self-esteem and our mental health. That should be part of success as well. Because with a healthy sense of self-esteem, you take more risks. 
Um, even more ambitious, you'll be more ambitious. You cope better with loss and rejection. Um, they say people with higher self-esteem are generally happier, right? Because you're doing things that resonate with you because you're familiar with yourself. I hope this is definitely all making sense. So with the self-esteem, and we talked about that, right? So we're talking about people saying things and then you reflecting. And in your reflection, you have to have self-compassion. This is really what helps you fully relate to others. Okay. When you want to help someone who's suffering, you're com- you're feeling compassion for that person, right? If you pass a person, they're holding up a sign and they look like they don't have everything that they need. You may feel compassion for that person, right? Even if you didn't help them, you had a thought in your mind that if I had this, I would want to help them. Do we have that same thought about us? Do we ever think about our inner self with a sign that says help, right? Um, A lot of the times we ignore or we just put it to the side, the inner signs of us, like what our body's telling us if we're exhausted, tired, we've done too much, what our brain is communicating to us, right? So paying attention to our inner signs when we first start to hear them prevents them from becoming louder, okay, and presenting themselves in a negative way that could affect our physical health as well. It's not just the mental. Um, There's a lot of research about stress and how that um, translates into physical health issues, okay? So self-compassion gives you that desire to fix whatever is out of balance and to know that you as a person is separate from actions. There are going to be times when we do actions that don't fall in line with our values because we're human and those things do happen, right? Have you ever reflected on something you did and you're just like, you know what, why did I do that? That's so out of character for me. But it doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It still needs to be in a space where you can forgive yourself and understand that was something that I didn't like. Is there anything that I can do to change that? Right. And being honest about that, being able to admit it like that is not the behavior that I want to represent me. So how do I want to change that? Okay, so self-compassion is not about beating up on yourself. Self-compassion is not about I don't deserve this because of the action that happened, the undesirable action. No, actions are evaluated and those things can something can be done about actions. Okay, but your values, where you're coming from, from the heart, um, where you move from, why you do things, that's something more innate in you, right? Something more innate. So it's important that you separate who you are from what you do. A lot of times those two things are merged and it causes so many bad feelings, But when you can say, that's the behavior, I don't want that. What can I do to work on it? And you're actually working on that. Then you work on improving your response to that, right? So seven ways that you should be selfish is with self-compassion, self-esteem, self-love, self-care, your self-worth, self-management, and your self-respect. And just remember that your self-worth is not about your monetary value, not your assets, okay? Your self-worth is about how you feel about yourself. 
that's so maybe I didn't say self-worth but I just talked to you about that what you feel about yourself not what you not what the things that you have done right so it's about the value that you're placing on yourself and what you desire for your life when you feel good about that you feel good about yourself and your self-worth you definitely enjoy life a lot more and I could definitely tell you that for sure I spent a moment just not even sure like what's going on with me am I doing well am I not doing well am I a good mom am I a good partner like a lot of questioning right um there was all these aspects as well but I had to learn that who I am the mental picture that I have for my life the values that I hold right Sometimes I do things that don't fall in line with those values. It doesn't mean that I'm a failure. It means that I've taken a look and I want to take a look at that. And that's something that I want to remove. That's not, I don't want that to be part of my experience or a part of my presentation. So self-worth is closely connected with our thoughts, right? Um, The goal should be to replace negative thoughts. I talked about that a little bit. To replace negative thoughts about yourself with positive ones. And like I was saying earlier, sometimes that's very difficult for us to do. So then the next challenge is spend as much time. So if I say two negative things about myself, I immediately follow up with two positive things. Give it the same attention as the negative thing until you're able to start seeing that, okay, that's not who I am. And say that, you know what? That's not who I am. I didn't do that. You know, call that out instead of just letting it ride. Your subconscious is so, so, so powerful and it's being trained all the time with everything that you read, everything that you see, everything that you hear, uh, music, movies, conversations. And that's why it's so important for you to keep tabs on those things, the things that you relate to, the things that you allow in your life, the um, situations that you remain in. I say that a lot too. You know, three things should be going on. What am I saying about this situation, experience, or this person? You know, um, what am I? What am I doing? What are my actions? Am I happy with the actions when I'm with this person in this situation, having this feeling, right? And then, how do I feel about that? Is it something that I, I want to change? So, evaluating those three things have been very key for me. When I'm in a situation, I'm feeling like, what is really going on here? Is it me? Da, da, da. And there have been situations where I have had to say, it's me. <laughs> Maybe we'll talk about that one day. It's me. like, And so then I have to make a choice. Will I be removing myself from this situation? Do I need to change what I'm doing in order to remain in this uh, situation? Whether it's a relationship, environment, activity. Like, what's going on? It's really, again, that inner reflection Okay, and being committed to making those changes, not because somebody said you can't because you reflect it, you looked at the receipts and you have decided, all right, this is what I want my life to look like. This is my presentation. This is what I'm comfortable with. And when you're comfortable with your presentation, it's very difficult for anyone to move you from that space. Right. Um, Also, knowing that you don't because you appreciate someone else's view of life and how they live it. If it doesn't resonate with you and you don't feel that you want to make a change and live your life that way, that's perfectly normal. There's nothing wrong with looking at someone's life and appreciating how it's going in their presentation in the world. Doesn't necessarily mean that you need to change your presentation. It's a lot. It's a heavy load. But we got to stop projecting onto people. I felt like that young lady was attacked for no apparent reason because being selfish 
it's not always a bad thing. When you're selfish and you're taking advantage of people for your own personal gain, then that's when we get into issues of morality, um, ethics, you know, and what community is to us. So take time out to be selfish. Love yourself. Care for yourself. And make sure you check in on your worth. I can't wait for the next topic.